Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Your brain scratches things out hardcore. Look. (laughs) From the book? No, from when you used to do it on paper. Oh my God. When you scratch out, you mean business. I do. You're like, I don't want this information anymore. I know it. Whereas I am afraid to throw anything away and I'm an informational pack rat. And I'm like, where can I store this notebook that I might need to look at it again? Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. All right, this is episode number 49. Perfect. Do your job. We noticed that in some of our previous episodes, we tend to say this a good bit. <laughs> we say this a lot. And another thing that I'm going to mention, mindful. I say the word mindful a lot. We need to be mindful. Must, you, <laughs> I can, you, you must be mindful. I can hear you saying it in yes, all the episodes. Yes, I do say it a lot. I would like to start this episode by saying that we want to come at this from a place of positivity and yes. not a preachy place, but there is a chance that this might get us coach preachy. <laughs> I'm going to try and tone that down because the title in itself sounds a little preachy, like do your job, right? But but do your job. Yeah, just do what you're supposed to do. Right. I feel like this was, it was wow. I, <laughs> I feel like this is a good episode that would piggyback the episode on bare necessities. Agreed. Like just doing the basics of right. what we are expected to do right now. Yes, and do it well. Do it well. Do what you're supposed to do. Do it well, and then add. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. Don't get involved in all the fluff too early on. Right. Okay. It seems that agents are trying to do so many different things. Yep. And wear so many different hats. And they're overcomplicating the system. Yeah. Or they don't have a system. No systems at all. Yep. Or they're so busy trying to get more business. Right. That they're not taking care of the business that they have. Okay. They're dropping the ball. Yep. Like our o- our only job is to manage the transaction. I, I want to say something here. You often say that you're client employed. Mm-hmm. And I made a note for do your job. The weird thing about being a realtor is that you don't have a boss in your office, a singular person who's coming after you and saying, you must do this. You must do that. You're not doing this right. You're doing, you know, let's have a uh, performance review, if you will. Okay. No one's doing that. But each of your clients is your boss. Yes. And I think what we take for granted is that if you do a poor job with them, well, you just won't work with that one again, but you're not going to get fired. Like transactions over. Yes. In essence, you won't get necessarily fired. You just won't be used again. And that's when you have to chase a bunch of leads. Yes. And the problem is too, is that maybe the first time you don't really feel the effect, but over time, if you're not providing good service to anybody, you have to constantly be searching for leads. Yes. And that is where it's, 
so much easier now. And I've, this is Katie. Now that I am nearly 15 years into this, I, I'm not going to lie y'all. I don't do lead gen. Mm-mm. I don't do any lead gen. I'm right. going to, I'm going to hold up, raise my hand. I don't do any lead gen. Right. I only take care of the people who I currently have. And then the referrals come. It, you know, by year five, six, you're supposed to be in a really good place. Yes. And that happens by doing your job well. But we have said before, if you don't stop, start doing your job well until year four. Right. Then maybe. You don't get to count the first three yeah, years. you don't get to count the first three years. They don't count. Yeah. So by, maybe by year eight or nine for you. Then you'll get starting, in the get getting the referrals. Mm-hmm. I, I think that also, if, if you don't have a boss in the traditional sense of the word boss, we have to hold each other accountable mm-hmm. for being professional and getting the job done correctly. Yes. So if you are working with a newer agent as a seasoned agent, instead of being annoyed that they don't know what to do, ask them or or gently guide them mm-hmm. <laughs> along the transaction. Model for them good behavior and don't just be like, oh, like I'm so aggravated about this. Right. I think that we have to learn from each other and we have to hold each other accountable because there isn't a boss that's going to come and fire you Mm-mm. if you don't do the right thing. Mm-mm. You're just going to go on to the next client. You'll slowly be ruining your reputation one client at a time. And one agent at and a time. And one agent at a time. We often forget as a whole that if you do a poor job, with the agent that you're working with, your co-oping agent, they're not going to want to work with you mm-hmm. if you bring an offer on their other listing. I mean, this happens to me. I see the name on who's showing my property. And I think, ooh, I hope they don't write me an offer. <laughs> right. This is going to be a rough one. I mean, it's just not worth well, it. Well, you're going to have to do their job too. Yes. Don't be that agent. Don't be that agent. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. So be mindful. Yes, be mindful. <laughs> <laughs> I had a transaction recently. And the agent was someone like I knew of, see around, does a lot of self-promotion. Okay, good at the advertising. Yes. Um, so I was, you know, thinking, oh, great, this will be good. Right. No. It was bad. It was so bad. Oh, man. And then at the closing table, the buy- I had the listing. The buyers showed up. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, so I had asked the agent if he could grab my lockbox yeah. whenever he went for the walkthrough and he said yes well the buyers show up they look kind of lost we start (laughs) signing and I'm like is your agent coming well I don't think we don't know but um I said well didn't y'all just do your final walkthrough like right before yes she said yeah but he didn't come he just left the key out for us like whoa I know and I'm like well where is my lockbox (laughs) I also need that lockbox so I had to go to the house and get it because he didn't do the walkthrough with them. He didn't come to closing. Wow. And that was just one of like five things that happened. And these poor buyers were just And they don't, lost. but here's the thing. They don't even know the difference. Right. So they are just like, oh, and that's why the general public has a negative feeling about agents. It's because every agent that does a bad job is a reflection on you, even if you're always doing the right thing. Sure. And I think that's part of the problem. But what? Like, if you can't show up to closing, that's your job. That's your number one job. You didn't even communicate with them to let them know. I won't be there. Or I have never missed a closing that I didn't send another agent to. Right. Someone needs to be there. I'm out of town. My broker will go. Another agent from my office will go. I've gone to closings for other agents in my office. Y'all, it's not hard to find an agent. This goes back to what were we, which episode were we talking about finding? I think it's, um, 
The one with curveballs. Oh, to find, you got to partner with somebody. It, maybe let them be your accountability partner in the do your job aspect, but let them be your partner if you can't do part of your job and you need help. Right. We have to ask for help. Yes. We have to ask for help to get our job done. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about, my next note says, this is not a hobby. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is not a hobby. And I don't want to beat up on or or make them feel bad, but if you're a part-time agent, You've got to figure out a way to be mindful (laughs) that the other half of that transaction typically is a full-time career realtor who is work is with their family at 9 p.m. and not not ready to do real estate work. They did it during business hours if they could. Right. Um, And so if you have a job, your, your regular real job, I'm doing my air quotes. If your regular job doesn't allow you to send email, make phone calls, shoot a text message during eight to six business hours, mm-hmm. real estate's not for you. No. Mm-mm. I mean, it's just, and it's one thing if you're doing it for a small amount of time to get like your feet on the ground and then you're going to go full time. That's totally different. But if you just want to be able to do a transaction here and there, it's not, it's a disservice to your clients. It's impossible for you to do your job in those hours and do it well. Right. Um, it's just not going to work out. So my other note about this is even if you're a full-time realtor and you're busy, if your workload has gotten to the point where you can't keep track of what you're doing, you're not allowed to take on more clients. Right. If your service is lacking, if you're dropping yeah. the ball, if you're not doing your job, then you can do your you job. You can't ask for more business. You cannot take on another client. And that's why you need a partner, an accountability partner, a support partner, support system, another agent. I'm not saying you have to be a team, but you can be like, you know, team-like. Yeah, have an assistant. Send yeah. the extra clients there. Take a referral fee, but mm-hmm. don't take them all because you your scarcity mindset causes you to feel like you've got to work with every single person. If you're super busy, you're not allowed to take another client. Well, if you're not doing your job well, right, you are losing your clients one at a time mm-hmm. because those people are going to tell their friends yeah. and, you know... It's not good. It's not good. Not a good situation. Have you ever had another, I know you've told at least one story of this. <laughs> Have you ever had another agent in, during a transaction give you their client's phone number? <laughs> <laughs> I think that has only happened, it has happened twice. Okay. And they said, well, I just, you you explain it to them, whatever it was. Right. And it was amazing. Yeah. And I did. And it went like, well, okay, fine. Yes, thank you. Problem solved. Right. But you can't do everybody's job. I had it happen one time that I remember specifically. It was uh, my listing. And finally, like when I would ask questions about where are we at in the process? How are things going? When are we closing? Blah, blah, blah. The agent was just like, here's here's the number of the buyer. You, You figure it out. I don't know. Oh my gosh. I proceeded to have to have almost an entire year's worth of contact with this guy because quite honestly, he wrote a contract and never did close. And he kept saying that it was like he was a cash buyer and the money's coming soon. And it was just a disaster. I mean, like they did inspections, we were set to close. And then all of a sudden the money, money's not around. And I had direct contact with someone else's client because they did not want to do it anymore. There was actually three times. You remember? I do. I'm just thinking about all the times. There have been times where a buyer's agent, I had the listing 
sent me a cancellation out of nowhere mm-hmm. and said, my client just got cold feet, blah, 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 right. whatever the deal. We, he's not listening to us. And in that one, I said, can I talk to your buyer? Yeah. And when I t- talked to him, he was just this scared, right. first time home buyer, yeah. young kid buying his first house, didn't understand something about it. Right. They were annoyed with him. Right. Because they probably didn't it. have time. They didn't have time to hold his hand. Yeah. We canceled the cancellation. <laughs> you and the buyer. Yes. Good for you. And we closed. Good for you. I'm like, I wanted to tell the other agents, hey, I'll take both checks at closing. You should have. Thanks. Because without you, you know. We, right. It was just so frustrating. It but, can be frustrating. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I that's I've never given my clients information never to another agent. Mm-mm. But that's the kind of stuff that happens out there and I think that that's not doing your job. No, it's just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh what about returning calls, emails and texts? <laughs> Is that okay. on your list? So I have answer your phone and email right um on here uh-huh. as a part of doing your job. Right. Um I am amazed at how many agents don't check their email. Um, I agree. And here's a weird one, because I do check my email. But like you were just saying in the last episode, you try not to do it outside of what you're trying to make your office yeah. hours. Yeah. I had a recent, within the last month, agent send me an offer on my listing to my email only. No phone call. No text message. Just an email that I almost didn't see until the next morning. Because it was after like 7 p.m. Yeah. Now, if you're sending an email outside of work hours and it's urgent, you might also need to follow that up with a call or a text. Yeah. Hey, offer in your email. So weird. That is weird. But I think you have to, when you're communicating, no matter what way, confirm that the other party has received your message. Mm -hmm. Confirm the other party knows you. Just answer. Yeah. Be responsive. I think being responsive is part of doing your job. And if you're not in a place in your life where you can take a phone call, text message, or email, again, this may not be the job for you. So I pretended one time to be a seller. Okay. I, I was probably doing research for, our, you know, a topic for our podcast, but I Googled something about how to pick your agent, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And there's advice out there to the consumer that says, call them. Uh-huh. And don't leave a message. And see what happens. And see what happens. Do they call you back? Um, How long does it take? Okay. Email them and see how long does it take to get a response. And they said, the reason is, too, if this person's going to be listing your house, do they answer their phone when somebody wants to to see it? Right. Like when when someone calls the sign, are they going to reach this agent? No. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Because, like, when I was in the restaurant industry, we would get secret shopped. Yes. And that's kind of what this was. I was in retail. Same thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? And that was a huge deal. You're like, whoa. You could lose your job if you got secret shopped and failed. Yeah. And same situation here. If they don't, if you don't answer or if you're not getting back to your clients timely. Yeah. Anytime I miss a seller's call. I'm always like, oh my gosh, I need to call them back so fast because I don't want them to think that you're not, yeah, not a does priority. Does she not answer other calls? What if I right. was calling about my house? Yeah, I think that's fair. So oh, that's, that's really funny. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, yeah, I agree. You gotta, you gotta actually return the call. Now, if someone called me and didn't leave a message, 
I'm probably not going to call them back. I know. Because you get so much spam and so many, like, sales calls. Like, if it's important, leave a message. Yeah, so I think that would trip me up. Now, if they sent me an email, I certainly would respond. And typically, I try to answer the phone. Yes. But if I had missed it and they didn't leave a message, I don't know. I might fail that one. I will tell you this, though. If I need to hire an agent, not hire, if I want to refer an agent to a client who's moving out of state, that's one of my tasks. I do the exact same thing. Me. I send an email typically to three agents and see who answers first. And I call like three agents. I just got a response I was really impressed with. I was referring a client to an agent in New Orleans. Okay. And it wasn't, it was a certain area of New Orleans. And I asked our broker there like who is there and she gave me a name. Yeah. Wasn't someone I really knew, but she was like, that's the area. That's the one. Yeah. So I sent them an email and within 10 minutes had an email back saying, we would love to help. I'm more than happy to pay you a referral. I love that area. I have three or four in my mind. I want to show them. I can't wait to talk to them. Yeah. I love it. I was like, (gasps) I don't know. It was just the enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. Like they already like had good ideas. You know, it was just, I think that's good, like a real positive response. Yeah, more mm-hmm. than just like, sure, happy to help. Right. You're like, I think yeah, you they already like have they, ideas. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, they I were, was very impressed. They were ready to do their job. Hello, friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes. Listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. (laughs) I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're gonna enjoy them you're gonna love them you're gonna love gonna it. change your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy the template yes enjoy you know you know that one thing i had written down about doing your job that i have been on and off struggling with as a listing agent is it is our job to communicate regularly <laughs> with our sellers specifically. Right. Buyers, it's easy because you're always communicating with them. Right. There's always prompts and things happening. Yeah, well, even if they're still just looking, they're yes, telling you what about this. Right. With sellers, I mean, they want to know what am I paying you right. $10,000, $20,000, dollars for. Yeah. Not that we make that, but in right. their mind, they're like, I signed. They're paying it. Yeah. It's coming out of their pocket. So what yeah. are they getting? And I can't even get an update from you uh-huh. on what's going on. Oh, yeah. I don't ever want my seller to have to ask me, but sometimes they're it happens. Anxious. And it they want happen. They want an update way too often. And I, but I do have to explain to them. I just told a seller this recently. I'm like, it's the summer. Yes, it's the busy season of real estate, but it also is the season of people maybe traveling. Maybe they're like, you know, I, and I told her, I'm like, look, you might go for a week with no showings and then have three showings on one day. Right. I, I cannot tell you why other than that is the way it goes. 
But as soon as someone comes, I will try to get you feedback. Mm -hmm. But there are anxious sellers that no matter how much you tell them, I will give you feedback when I have it. They still mm -hmm. ask. <laughs> like, I know we're not perfect. Okay. No. And, and this happens to me too. But yep. I know I have dropped the ball when my clients are asking me, hey, did you get that air conditioning receipt? Yep. Or, you know, it's our job to manage the transaction. Yes. We are here to remind them about utilities yes. and to check on repairs. They don't know. They, if there's a surprise at closing day with repairs, that's the agent's fault. Yeah. And I wrote the same exact thing down. You should be managing the transaction. You should be managing it. You should be sidestepping those landmines. You shouldn't be finding out at the inspection that the utilities are off. You should have already told the seller not to turn them off. Like you've got to tell them what's happening. You also have to be the one following up with the lender, the appraiser and the title company. Right. That is not on your seller. You need to be, do or even if you're the buyer's agent, why don't you, you should be following up? Is the appraisal scheduled? Mm -hmm. When are they going out? Mm -hmm. When do I need to check in with the listing agent? Like you should be following up on all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know that some people that listen have like transaction coordinators or assistants or other people that do contract to close. I, I still think that you should be aware of what's going on in where your are we yeah, yeah in your transactions i i think this part of the process is the part where you get the chance to provide good customer service yes and hence get referrals for the future mm -hmm. if you just take the listing and then ghost or get the buyer in your contract and ghost and all of a sudden they're hearing from no one or they're just hearing from your assistant well you've missed all that opportunity to do your job build the relationship you know Provide the customer service. Now, hopefully your assistant's doing an excellent job, but I don't know. I personally like being involved there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's it's helpful. Well, you know, you know, the reason I don't have a team and if I like even when I have I have my assistant now, like my goal is that my clients have no idea that I have an assistant. Right, because there's plenty of stuff they can be doing yes. that isn't forward facing to clients that you don't see that yeah. you don't you never you never speak to them you always speak to me and that's just about relationship yeah. building and there's things that like my assistant can do for me that they don't even know yeah you know I didn't do like if um for example one was like oh my gosh the key's not working I'm gonna have to go get this extra key made yeah. and blah 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 and like I just went and got the extra my assistant went and got the extra key made yeah who cares? Who did it? You know what I mean? Like done. it's done. And they were like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. But yeah. I think that there's so much that we need to be involved with the people. Like, think about it, y'all. We're so excited to get a new client. Yeah. That's what this is all about. Right. The whole thing is about, I want more business. Yep. Then you get the business and what yep. are you doing with it? Yeah. Are you serving it well? Are you performing in a way that is going to get you future referrals, excellent reviews. Yeah. Or are they like, well, that agent, she's really good at Instagram, but I never <laughs> heard from her the whole time. Right. And then they can see you spending time on that. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. You should be aiming to get a good review or testimonial. Right. But you can't get that if you're not doing your job. No. They're going to know. Mm -hmm. Even though they don't know what the steps are supposed to be, they're going to know when you didn't get it done. Yeah. Um, I think that part of your job is also understanding the math. And I know we're yeah. not all we're not all friends of the math. Um, but I had a dear friend who became an agent and she sweet, 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 she would if she listens, it's fine. She couldn't do the math. 
Hmm. She just, it wasn't, she wasn't a math person. I walked her through seller because I was kind of training her in a way. Walked her through seller net sheets and percentages. She's like, oh, I just barely got through this in the, you know, real estate class. <laughs> do I really, I mean, like, I don't know if I can handle this. I'm like, whoa, if you can't do the math, it's not going to work. Again, it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to tell your seller, what is, you know, how do you get to a seller net? How do right. you figure out the percentages? How can you, like, are you checking your closing disclosures? Oh my gosh, yes. Do you that know how many agents aren't checking that? Making no. sure the how many times have you done a closing cost addendum during repairs? There's a thousand dollars. It's not on there. It didn't yes. make it. I mean, right. was the home warranty ordered? Is the commission correct? Because the, here's the thing: your buyer seller may not notice that until after closing or not at all. Mm-hmm. So you could cost your client. A thousand dollars or five thousand you could cost them money. Yes. They assume that you can check behind and make sure it all gets done. The closing table is not the time to check the closing disclosure. No, I always crack up when the title company slides it over to me. I'm like, I look I've at the bottom this. number and I'm yeah. like, I'm straight. Right. Because if this number doesn't match what I've already looked at, right. then there's a problem. Like, why well, no no thank you. Yeah. We don't want to change this now. And mm-hmm. I love catching a mistake on a CD before it's closing time. Yes. And the buyer or seller is like, I've oh, earned wow. my work. Thank you so much. I didn't yeah. even notice that. I'm like, yep, that's what I'm That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Doing the job. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be prepared for that stuff. Yeah. I had an agent who I really like. I really like him. He's fun. He's like a good person. But his, I feel he like had you only work with dudes. Lately, I have had every all story dudes you tell is about been a dude. Agents. I know. <laughs> I hate to say this, but a lot of them end with them not having systems in place. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, dudes. If you're listening, and I don't know if it's coincidence. I'm not picking on the dudes. It just so happens that oh, I'm just cracking. That's up what's happening. Every the majority of agents are the female, and your stories are all dudes. <laughs> it seems like the dudes are giving me a little bit more. They're giving you a run for your money. Problems. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, anyways, um. The buyer, okay. I guess, would ask him so many, uh, you know, he'd be like, Alyssa, can you get the HOA information? Alyssa, where's the garage clicker? Alyssa, where's the extra key? Alyssa, where's this? And then like after closing, he's like, hey, uh, what about utilities? And I'm like, we closed. Like <laughs> you didn't call you didn't for call utilities? for utilities. And, uh, and then he said something that was like, a, like, cause I noticed that this had been going on like the whole time. He's constantly texting me with all these questions that. Like he should have, your buyer wouldn't have all these questions. If you told him up front. If you told him up front and you, you know, read everything and you knew where it was. Um, But he said, I feel like all of my transactions go this way. He said, are your buyers like this needy? No. I was like, no, they're not. They get a bunch of email they, templates to yes. tell them how they to get behave. a bunch of email templates about how to contact right. the HOA, right. how to get utilities transferred into their name, right. who to call, yeah. what to do, what to expect, what to bring to closing. Right. Like they don't ask me a million bazillion questions before and after I've closing. I've already answered them. Yeah. Also, if they do need to ask me a question, I answer it and I'm not annoyed. No. Yeah. This is, this is the job. Okay. I have that written down. What? Complainers. (laughs) We all know them. And look, um, I need to vent at times and you know, there's things that you just got to get out. Some clients are difficult. Some clients are difficult. Some clients, there's a difference between difficult and rude. 
And there's um, a difference between difficult and simply needing what you should have to provide for them. Yes. I mean, as part of your job. Exactly. And owning when it is your fault. But do you find there are some agents out there that complain about the actual job? And I'm like, yes. But that's what maybe what this did isn't you think? for you. Right. Like what you have that I've met agents who don't like people. Right. I'm like, but <laughs> you'd be a good manager or something. That's the whole job. Yeah. Not even new. Like you need to maybe work solo somewhere. Mm-hmm. But if you don't like people, if you can't deal with emotional situations, mm-hmm. If you don't have these certain, you know, skill sets or, you know, but then this is not for you. Right. What, or find a way that it can be for you. I don't know. Maybe you need to be a sales agent at a model home or mm-hmm. a, like maybe there's, maybe you should work in rentals. I don't know. Maybe there is some facet or maybe, maybe you should be in commercial. I feel like even, yeah, commercial agents or a lender where oh. the majority of your communication yes. is behind the computer. And very matter of fact. Yes. And not Factual like, numbers uh-huh. and whatnot. Yeah. I, there are ways to still be in real estate and maybe not be client forward facing. But nothing makes me more sad than the agents that are like, I need business. It's not going so good. Real estate is so hard. I hate my client. I hate my buyer. I hate my seller. I'm like, you hate what you're wishing for. Right. Like you got exactly what you wanted yes. and you have nothing nice to say about yes. it. Yes. And it's just our job. Well, and you get more of what you focus on. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that. So if all you ever talk about is your annoying client and not the good clients and all you ever talk about are the annoying parts of real mm-hmm. estate, I'm not saying they're not annoying parts of this job mm-hmm. by no means. <laughs> but if that's all you talk about, all you focus on, all you think about, that's all you're going to get. Right. More of that. I, I mean, you have to celebrate and be happy and think about and be grateful for all of the parts of the job that you like. Yes. Like, I love the part when I, my client sent me cake balls last week. I saw that. Oh, my That was God. so cute. So amazing. That Gee, was really hey, cute. This will follow up to last oh. episode. Those are my clients that had the twins and almost Aww. lost their house because their lender was a moron. <laughs> wow. And then so they sweet. sent me cake balls because you know why? I worked. Yes. They you earned knew it. You they earned those cake I balls. Was, look, I don't get a, cl- a gift from every client, and I don't think I should. But when I get a gift, I always think, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> they really recognize that I was working. So hard. I mean, when a seller gives you a gift, that blows my blows my mind because they paid. Right. Like, they're paid, the ones that paid. paid me. Like, I'm like, no gifts needed. Right. You paid. Yes. But sometimes they're just like, thank you so much. I yeah. mean, like, that... I spend all that time focusing on the people and how happy they are and where they're going and how grateful they were and how like wonderful. And I've had terrible clients. Mm-hmm. I could spend all day mm-hmm. thinking about terrible clients. Right. But that's just what you're going to get more of. It is. So I think that, you know, you get what you, what you get, what you focus on. Mm-hmm. Simple. That's it. I think it's equally as important. It's, you know, with electronic signatures these days, Mm. we are not going through what they are signing with them. I know, and I hate it. And I know this isn't in our template course, really because every state purchase agreement is different. different. But this is what I have one that I use, you know, for the Louisiana one. But before I send them the purchase agreement to sign, 
I have like a short email with bullet point points that says, okay, line 24 shows where I asked for the refrigerator, washer and dryer to remain. Okay. Line 36 has the close date. This is the day that you get the key. Okay. So, you know, I say, call me if you have any question, but these, these are the important things that you need to know about. I like this that. Is, this is the deposit. And I just copy and paste it right before I send the electronic I signatures. Like but making sure, you know, if your clients take a refrigerator, they said they were leaving. I think that is partially the agent's fault yeah. because it's like it got lost in translation somewhere. Well, because that's also on your move out checklist. Yes. Like, hey, friends. <laughs> and sometimes it just happens, you know. And oh, yeah. You can't always not make mistakes. But, well, no, I think. The other part of doing your job is owning your mistake. Yes. It, did I, you do, make, I have to do that. Oh, you know? We all do. If you made the mistake, don't try and make excuses or push it off on someone else. Make it right and say you're sorry. Right. I mean, that's really the best you can do. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. My fault. I should. I forgot to send the addendum. I did, whatever it is. Like, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And when you're busy, it's really hard to be even close to perfect. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Um, I also think that doing your job requires you to have actual, repeatable systems, including <laughs> buyer and seller workflows. Y'all, you cannot wing it. You cannot wing it. It's impossible. You cannot wing it. If you are currently winging it, please stop. Stop. Go back to our previous episodes where we talk about database, where we talk about the bare necessities, where yeah, we talk about templates, where yes. we talk about systems. There is so much... That you need in place. Yes. And it's not hard stuff. It's things that you're just going to do over no. and over again. What do you do after you get a contract? What do you do before closing? What do mm-hmm. you do after closing? I mean, what do you need to tell your clients during the transaction? So this agent actually texted me um, last week. Okay. Brand new agent. I really don't know them. I didn't have their okay. number saved or whatever. Right. Hey, Alyssa, I was just wondering if you have, if any of your podcast episodes are how to target for sale by owners. I'm a new agent Uh and I'm just looking for some resources. I said, no, because we don't really target for sale by owners. You don't want to ask us. We're not going to ask us because we don't talk about it. I said, but there's a lot of good episodes on, you know, how to get business and ideas and brainstorm. I said, you know, the database one is our most listened to. Oh, great. I don't have a database guess what? You need a database before you, you're trying to target for sale by owners. Right. Like people are not going in the right order. Or they're going to do things that they think they're supposed to be doing. They're going to hate it and they're going to quit. Yeah. That's why the fail rate is so high. I know. But I mean, honestly, if you do the things that we have taught up to now, you could, you could succeed when otherwise you might fail. Sure. And you might be miserable. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and you won't have any systems. None. And so and then you'll be working reactionary mm-hmm. and you'll be working all the time. Mm. And you'll be constantly apologizing <laughs> or trying to blame it on someone else because you won't be doing your job. Right. I Yeah. Hmm. There's just, the thing is, is that it really is simple. It is really simple. The problem is we are not prioritizing what is truly important. Right. To last long term and to get repeat and referral business and to make the real money. Right. Your clients need to be number one. Yeah. With how are you communicating with them? I've always said, even if I don't sell the listing and it expires and they list with someone else, I want them to be like, wow, at least Alyssa 
did did things. Did this new person, like we never even hear from them. Right. Well, they'll find out quickly it wasn't you. Yes, exactly. So that is nice. So it's like, I sleep well at night knowing I did what I was supposed to. Yes. Even if it didn't get the sale. Right. I know that it's not from lack of me not doing what I'm supposed right. to be doing. Well, right. You Sometimes it just doing. happens. Sometimes it does just happen. Yeah. You have to be able to deal with that. But I think you're right. If you know you did all the parts that you were supposed to do mm-hmm. and it wasn't you. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even know what they're supposed to be doing. Right. So they they constantly live in that feeling of it must be me. Right. And that's a sad place to live. It's terrible. You don't have to live there. I know, but nobody gives you a manual that tells you how to be a realtor. That's why we're here. That's what we're doing. <laughs> nobody tells you what's normal, what's right, what's wrong. Nobody. Uh, real estate school is a joke. Mm-hmm. It does not teach you anything about selling real estate or dealing with people or any of that stuff. Right. How to do your job. There is nothing other than the math. I will give it to them. The math that you learn in real estate school is important. You don't think so? Oh, my God. My real estate school taught the pyramid yeah. uh, to do percentages. Okay. I'll have to do some, like, visual aids, I guess, on Instagram. But uh, they, they did the pyramid on how to do percentages. It's great. Like, you know, what percentage is 90000 of 100000 or what? Like, okay, I mean, that's too easy. But, you know, sure. hard yeah. numbers. But I was like, oh, this is so helpful. Pyramid, the math pyramid. Okay. I use it all the time. Very interesting. Either way, that's about all I learned in real estate school (laughs) and how much jail time I can get. Right. (laughs) Lots of ways to lose your license out there. Lots of ways. Don't be that. Do your job. Anything else on your note list? No, I think think that was it. That was short and sweet. Yeah. I don't don't want people to... not hard. You can do this. And I wonder who will listen to this episode. Like, do you think people are like, do your job? I don't want to... (laughs) I don't want to hear that. I think the people that might listen are going to be like, oh, I'm so annoyed with XYZ agent. Yes. <laughs> Why can't they just do their job? Do the job. But don't be the agent that people are wishing did their job. <sighs> Y'all, this is about education, though, because mm-hmm. most agents that are not doing their job don't have a clue what they're missing. They don't right. have a clue what they're not doing. They yeah. don't have a clue. And I think it is our responsibility, as I said in the beginning, as agents and professionals, to Somehow gently get that message across yeah. to the agent you're co-oping with. Hey, have you ordered the inspection? Like, when will you drop the deposit? Right. D- what about the appraisal? Is it ordered? I mean, some agents may be newer and maybe just don't know what they need to be doing. Right. I've had agents who are newer who, who admitted, I'm new. This is my first transaction. Great. I'll help you. Happy to help. Happy to help. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, oh, I've never had this kind of transaction or this is my first listing or, I mean, don't just tell the other agent. Sure. There's no reason to hide it. No. We can work together. You're, it's called a co-op agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're cooperating. Right. We're co We're supposed to be together. cooperating. Let's make this happen together because if one of us doesn't get paid, neither of us is getting paid. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, I, that's all I've got. Do you want to toast or do you have anything else? You can toast. Okay, I'm going to toast. So today's toast comes to us from our good friend, Chelsea Peterson. Yay. At the Modern Agent Social Club, she is going to toast two of her amazing agents, Christina Molo, who, for the record, frequently posts that she's listening to Hustle Humbly whilst <laughs> walking her dog. And I think that is amazing. That's great. And Katie, I think it's Ramos. I hope I say that right, Katie. They are both fabulous and wonderful and are doing great things in the Modern Agent Social Social Club. And Chelsea wants to toast them. Cheers to them. Cheers to them. 
Okay, goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.